Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and we are here to do a weekly wrestling news recap. Now, we're going to talk about Double or Nothing, CM Punk, StarCast updates, and more. But I do want you guys to know that I just realized that I've been doing a podcast now for over a year. It was actually last week I should have said this, but... I just realized it's been over a year that I've been doing podcasts. So if you're still a listener from day one, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, let's make next year even better. Let's get more people onto this podcast and let's do big things. Shout out to my Brain Buster Radio family. Greatly appreciate all those elite podcasters that I work with on a weekly basis. Um, just trying to produce content. You can catch me on Brain Buster Radio every Saturday. Uh, it'll be uploaded on Saturday. You guys get to hear my voice again and subscribe so you can hear more podcasters talk about different things. We have fantasy booking. We have discussions about New Japan, stardom. The possibilities are endless. If you're a wrestling fan, there is something on there for you to like. With that being said, folks, also make sure you check out our T Public store. If you go to the links down in the description, I have my T Public store link. You guys can go in there, buy yourselves a shirt, a coffee mug, a notebook, a pillow, whatever you guys want with the Everything Pro Wrestling logo of your choice. Bro. Dude, I'm being serious. You got two different logos you could choose from. You could choose from the classic Everything Pro Wrestling logo. And we also have the EPFNW logo, which is a play off the old ECW logo, which had the ECFNW. But a lot of people seem to like both of them. So go into the T Public store and pick out your logo today. Folks, with all that being said, we have more links down in the description if you want to follow us on social media, YouTube, wherever you guys want to find us. Give us a follow, a subscribe, join the groups. We're everywhere. We want to talk pro wrestling with you. But let's get into what's going on in the wrestling news world, shall we? We found out last week that Dustin Rhodes is Cody's opponent at Double or Nothing. So it's going to be brother versus brother for AEW. Now, a lot of people are wondering how this story is going to play out. I thought the video package that they put together was tremendous. Um Basically, in it, Dustin Rhodes put Goldust to bed. Uh, he figured his time was up in WWE. He can't use the character anymore, and it seems like he's on his last run, sort of, to uh, do this. I don't know if there's going to be more matches after this, or if he's going to... I'm sure he'll be working backstage in some sense, but it's going to be very interesting to see how they uh, play this off. But we're going to finally get the match that I thought we should have gotten WWE years ago. Um, Dustin Rhodes versus Cody. This is going to be really good stuff. Uh, I'm happy to see it happen. I think Cody really wanted this match as well. It's good to see these two brothers finally be able to tangle it up in the ring. Um, I don't know if it feels very personal, but 
it's interesting. Uh, he brought up some very real stuff in his video. If you guys have not went and checked out that video, you guys have to go onto their YouTube page and check it out. Um, so with that happening, Dustin teased at the end, one last ride, or is it? Maybe he thinks he's got another run in him. I think he does. I think he could do this a little bit more. He has recently had surgery. Um, it's good to see them in the ring. Let's look at this whole lineup right now, though, for Double or Nothing, shall we? So it's going to be taking place Saturday, May 25th from Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. We're going to have an over-the-budget battle royal. We're going to have SCU versus SEMA and two partners. Um, from OWE, I believe. So, and I think we're going to find out more about that on May 5th as well. Um, we have Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray in a triple threat match. We also have Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, which I just read. And I, I don't know if this is 100% true, but I just read that they did like a 5.4 million viewership rating. In Mexico, on their like television stations, that's nuts. That's a good sign right now for this. Um, we also have Hangman Page versus Pac. Man, if you've never seen Hangman Page, you're in for a treat. I think this guy has gotten so much better from the very first time I've seen him. And Pac has been amazing since I saw him on YouTube before he signed with WWE. And Neville is now free. He's back to being Pac again. I cannot wait to see this match as well. And right now, it looks like it's going to be the main event. It's going to be Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. This double or nothing card is looking stacked. And we're going to come back to some more AEW stuff later on throughout this. But let's move on to our next segment. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. If you guys didn't watch Monday Night Raw... All those creepy promos that we've been getting for the past few weeks where we've had the dinosaur in the Hawaiian shirt and everybody's like, oh, that's got to be Bray Wyatt. Then we got the creepy doll promos. And then we find out on Raw, I'm sitting here like getting ready to do notes for my review show. Then all of a sudden I see this creepy like Mr. Rogers thing. And I'm like, oh, is this a commercial for a network show? And all of a sudden, it's Bray Wyatt coming back into the fold. And it's called the Firefly Funhouse. This is set up, if you're from the United States, think of Mr. Rogers. From If you're from Canada, think Mr. Dress Up. Like, this is wonky, crazy, uh, Sesame Street, Barney-type, like, comedic stuff where the kids are in the crowd yelling, Yay! Do this! Do that! And it's like Pee Wee Herman, kind of for a children's show, but Bray Wyatt's still very weird. Like, after watching it, I didn't know how to feel. I just wrote WTF down. Like, I had no clue how to feel about this. Um, the persona gave off several different things. Bray Wyatt at one point talked about being a very bad man throughout this promo, saying that he used to be a really bad man, and he'll never go back to being this guy again. And then there's an old cardboard cutout of himself and he's up there, and he takes a chainsaw to him after talking to his gloved hands. One glove said hurt, the other glove said heal. And he listened to the glove that said hurt, and he took a chainsaw to the cardboard cutout of himself. Very, very interesting. 
I don't know how far along this is planned, but WWE Creative has no like cushion with me. There's no leniency because of how much stuff they've screwed up and they've let me down and disappointed me with. So I I don't know. I'm not trusting them at this point. Um, they they have to earn my trust with this. It's interesting to say the least. I know some people are not fans of this. I'm willing to give this a try. I think that this could be something very unique. I do like that there are the the yin and the yang of it, which is one hand says hurt, the other hand says heal. So is this guy going to be a tweener that goes in between both sides of it? It was very interesting. And let me say this. Bray Wyatt came back looking jacked. Like this dude was jacked to the gills, shaved his hair all around the sides of his head and I don't know. Bray Wyatt looks very different, and I think he's ready for this. And if you know Bray Wyatt, when he first got that character where he was like the Southern preacher from Red State, similar to that, uh, good movie if you guys haven't seen it. He goes out there, and he's doing his, his spiel talking about it. And when he was first learning how to become that character, he went to jury duty and played that part. Now, I don't know if he's fabricating that a little bit, but that's very interesting. Bray Wyatt can really get into his characters and figure out how to do this stuff. Now, a lot of people have theories for what's going on with this. Um, We found out that Mercy is the name of the buzzard who was wearing the Hawaiian shirt. We found the little doll. I don't know what her name was. Some people thought it was Abigail, but I want to say it begins with a P. I don't know if it's like Penelope or I don't know. It's something else. But they have theories of what's going on with it. Bray Wyatt said in some tweets, to see a ghost, you have to believe in it. It saddens me that you missed me so much. Ah, well, maybe next time. Okay, I didn't know what that meant. But then they go back to tweets from October when he first was missing. Day 23, subject is showing signs of progress at times. Violent outbursts are commonplace, spewing threats at our staff in multiple languages and reciting passages from the Bible. And he even went to post something that said from day three, despite the day before being labeled as day 23, uh, day three, the subject believes at God as well as several other entities speak to him directly. They gave him a scapegoat for seven, pulled a nail from from his cell while attempting to repent through torture, Uh, masochistic tendencies, pray that uh, after so many treatments, he will be free of his affliction once and for all sincerely. Dr. M. So Bray Wyatt really knows how to get into these characters. And I could go on and on. There's a bunch of quotes that says stuff for it. Um, There's a lot of theories. Some people say that maybe Eric Young and Nikki Cross, who haven't really been mentioned on Monday Night Raw yet, will join him in all of this. Right now, what I'm trying to say is, WWE, you have my attention. Win me over. Next up, CM Punk, my second favorite wrestler of all time probably, appeared at an MKE independent event in Wisconsin. Now, did he? We don't know for sure because the person who came out was wearing a mask. And the person wearing the mask interfered during an Ace Steel uh, match. And Ace Steel was the person who trained CM Punk. And CM Punk used to wrestle in this building in Wisconsin. And I guess there's rumors that the building's getting torn down soon and there's not going to be too many shows there. So Punk made an appearance, supposedly. 
the reason everyone thinks it's punk, number one, the guy did a GTS when he got in the ring um, after grabbing the chair. Also, the guy has on a hoodie, which is, I guess, a hoodie you can't get from a lot of places. CM Punk had that same hoodie on in a nearby area when he took a picture with a fan. Also, the sneakers. We're not going to speculate too much. I hope that CM Punk has the itch to get back into wrestling. Um, I really do think he's one of the best, and I would love for him to go out on his terms and be happy with what he's done. And I think he is proud of what he's done. Um, CM Punk is someone who owes none of us an explanation for any of this, but I would like to see him come back for his fans. His fans really want to see this guy back in the ring, and I think it's where he's just best at. CM Punk was the best at one point in the wrestling world, and I think that's what fans want to see again out of him. So hopefully he had fun at the indie show. Um, Silas Young also gave it away in a tweet talking about uh, last night we held an MKE wrestling event at the Knights of Columbus building, and they had 350 people in there. This place had 25-plus years of wrestling and is the place a lot of guys started. Guys like Cole Cabana, as well as a punk who showed up in a mask last night. Hmm. Interesting. Um, After that, there was lots of speculation as far as what's going on with CM Punk. And we even had... um, People reaching out to him. Uh, comedian Ron Funches said he would love to have CM Punk on a podcast. And Punk responded, promise not to sue me for being a good friend. Then sign a legally binding agreement that you're not a greedy, steaming pile of ungrateful snake shit. And I'll consider it. Harsh words towards uh, CM Punk's former friend, Cole Cabana there. But times get hard with this stuff and things get serious. With that being said, folks, we're going to take a quick little break here. And when we come back, we'll have more wrestling news. Hey, everyone. Wilford from Wilford Watches Podcast. And you're listening to Everything Pro Wrestling. And we're back. Big shout out to my friend Wilfred of Wilfred Watches. You can catch him on Brain Buster Radio on Tuesdays. Now, I'll have links down below for all of the Brain Buster Radio stuff. You guys can follow us on Twitter, and I'll have a link tree, which will post all the links to all the different podcast outlets that we have from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. You guys check out those links and find how you want to listen to Brain Buster Radio and catch me on Saturdays. Crazy world, man. We're talking about CM Punk returning potentially to pro wrestling. Uh, He came back at that indie show. I know a lot of fans are starting the AEW talks, and I would love to see him there. New Japan, Ring of Honor. I don't care. I just kind of want CM Punk to come back to wrestling, but that's me being a selfish fan. But one thing that I am very sad about right now is the current news of Daniel Bryan. Nobody has seen Daniel Bryan really since WrestleMania, any of the live events or any of the television tapings. Um, We all know Daniel Bryan has had a past history of having concussions. And I don't know, I'm very worried right now what's going on with Daniel Bryan. I really, really hope that he's not injured or suffered a concussion because WWE may pull him out again. Um, those stomps to the head really had me worried at WrestleMania and Brian's really got to be careful with what moves he's going to take and what he is and isn't going to do in the ring. Um, I think he still takes a lot of chances that he doesn't need to, but let's hope for the best with Daniel Bryan. Um, 
get well, Brian, if you're injured. If not, uh, come back soon, man. I really hope that there's nothing wrong. And he's been doing the best work of his career with that Captain Planet version of Daniel Bryan. Um, they keep calling it the new Daniel Bryan. But really, this guy was one of the top heels in the company. He made me want to see him get beat by Kofi Kingston. He is really good. One of the best of all time, in my opinion, inside that ring. He is one hell of a technician. Uh, get well, Daniel Bryan. Now we've got some drama news. Kurt Angle and The Undertaker have been pulled from StarCast 2. Conrad Thompson cannot be happy about this. We found out about this on Tuesday, which is yesterday. According to Thompson, uh, when the news was made about The Undertaker appearing, it went wide and viral. However, that has all changed because of Vince McMahon getting involved. Um, Conrad's quote saying, I was told it had gotten WWE's attention and that Vince McMahon texted The Undertaker about the appearance. Taker's representation, which is a company called Get Engaged, called to, to tell me WWE says he can't do it. What? I had an agreement in place with the talent, Thompson would add. But now, thanks to the influence of WWE, the performers are missing out on substantial income and fans are being punished for it. Um, this led to Thompson scrambling to try and get a replacement for the event. Um, Thompson even went to suggest having Vince McMahon, Triple H, or Stephanie McMahon appearing with the idea that they will be donating 100% of the proceeds to Connor's Cure and match the donation personally. That way it would turn a negative into a positive for everyone involved. Thompson went on to say that he was hoping to have WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels be the replacement for The Undertaker, but that fell through as well. Sting, Bret Hart, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash, Jim Ross, Eric Bischoff, Bruce Prichard, Tony Schiavone, and more are still going to appear at this event. But Conrad Thompson struggled to get some people to come in. But I do have some news on who he did wind up getting. Number one. Tom McGee has been signed for StarCast 2. He's going to appear with Brett the Hitman Hart. Now, average wrestling fan, especially newer, like, who the hell is Tom McGee? Tom McGee is someone, if you go all the way back, there is some legendary story that Tom McGee had an amazing match with Brett the Hitman Hart. And they said that Tom McGee is horrible as a wrestler in the ring. He tried out for the WWF back in like the mid-80s, uh, 1986. He had a really good first match with Bret the Hitman Hart. Like they put Bret in the ring with him and told him to take care of him. Vince and all these guys thought they had their next world champion on their hands potentially. And he went out there with someone else afterwards and stunk. They tried it again. It stunk. And I don't know how many tries they gave Tom McGee, but it just didn't work. Brett the Hitman Hart absolutely made gold of it. And everybody is convinced that they want to see this match on tape. Well, apparently StarCast has the tape. Some woman had the tape in a, a VHS box. So I don't know how they've remastered this or done this, but they are going to show the match at the event. And this is like a wrestling phenomenon like you would have thought that you found the secret code to something the way people were going crazy about this on twitter um it's cool though i love little things like this i miss having things like this in pro wrestling where you're like dude no one's ever seen this before and i heard it so great 
I'm sure it's not going to be as great as it's been hyped up to be, but it's still cool nonetheless to uh, see something like this. So Tom McGee, Bret Hart, unbelievable. Uh, make sure you guys look up Tom McGee because he's he definitely was in great shape. He looked like someone that you would see in wrestling in the 1980s. Like He looked like a guy that Vince McMahon would hire. Um, I can't wait to hear more about what happens with it. And Bret Hart being at StarCast, that's awesome. Who doesn't want to see the excellence of execution? Brett the Hitman Hart, one of my favorites growing up. With that being said, though, we also have Kenta Kobashi announced for StarCast 2. Really great. If you don't know, Kenta Kobashi is a Japanese wrestling legend. He's a high-profile star from back in the day. Um, he was in AJPW, which is All Japan Pro Wrestling. He also wrestled for Pro Wrestling Noah. You may recognize him for some of his matches over here. If you don't know him, YouTube the man. Um, but it's really cool that we're going to have Kenta Kobashi at StarCast 2 as well. Um, they made a big deal about this. So I think this is one of the people replacing either Kurt Angle or The Undertaker during this time period. Not too bad. Um, I can't blame him. But Kenta Kobashi still someone great to have at StarCast. Conrad Thompson did a really good job coming through with this. Um, and I really would like to see WWE respond back to uh, Conrad Thompson's statements here because it puts them in a bad light if they don't do it. He said he would donate to Connor's Cure, which your company is linked with. Someone there needs to show up and do StarCast for him now because that's wrong. I mean, he went out, he paid the money for these guys, the fans bought tickets to see them, and now you put him in a bad spot just because. And what are they going to be doing on that night? Are they going to be wrestling? I hope that there's a reason for this, but whatever. You know how WWE is, the kings of petty. We talked about a writer who um, some said he was fired after the Hall of Fame speech with Bret Hart, and he got fired for men mentioning Vince McMahon's name in the Hall of Fame speech. The writer said he quit during the time. Well, the writer who quit announces his return to wrestling. R.D. Evans, the WWE writer who quit, supposedly, during the Hall of Fame ceremony, has announced he will be returning to the ring. Now, before he previously competed for Ring of Honor and Chikara, and he joined the WWE creative team in 2016. He has lots of videos posted to his social media, um, basically showing everything that followed afterwards. He even has the name R.D. Quitman Evans up right now. Um, you can find him at O underscore Robert underscore Evans. So we'll see what happens with him. But it looks like he's going to be coming back. Hopefully it works out for him. Uh, wrestling's hot right now, and maybe things will work out better than his WWE creative writing stuff. I would love to hear his stories that he has backstage of that. Could you imagine the horror stories that he has about waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to Vince's house or to get on call with Vince because he has some crazy idea and he can't sleep? Gold. Gold. Uh, we have an update on Sasha Banks. Now, we haven't seen Sasha Banks on WWE since WrestleMania. Uh, we talked about this last week, the whole her and Bailey dropped the belts to the Iconics. Were they on the floor kicking and screaming like babies? We don't know all of that stuff. But some people are saying right now that Sasha Banks and the WWE are at a stalemate. It looks like she doesn't want to come back. The word is that if she wants to sit out the rest of her contract, she could sit it out. 
and WWE is known to add days back on. If you get injured, WWE can add those days back onto your contract because they lost out on having you as a performer. I think that's crazy that they can do that. But at the same token, they do have to protect their investment. Sasha Banks sitting out is going to be similar to the Neville slash Pac situation as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see that working out too well. If if I'm Sasha Banks at this point, I think you have to go the same route that Ty Dillinger and Luke Harper went. Put out a nice, polite statement saying that you would like to be released from your contract. Put it up on social media and make WWE the bad guys for it. And I know it's a political move kind of to do that or uh, calling out to the public, but why would WWE want to keep someone that doesn't want to work there? It's a wonderful question to ask of somebody who's in that position. I don't know. Sasha Banks is is feeling some kind of way about WWE right now. We don't know the whole story. I can't promise anybody what's true, what's not true with everything that's been said the last two weeks on this podcast. But I want to see Sasha Banks get back in the ring and do what she does best. And hopefully all of this gets put past us and we can see some wrestlers actually compete in the ring and not have to deal with the contract statuses and everything else. And if I'm WWE, you have a lot of talent. If she wants to go, let her go. There's lots of other people who are willing to step up right now into those spots. WWE is not a place where people want to be, though, is the problem. Who wants to be there? Not too many. If you're not a top star, what's the point of being there? It's tough. So, so hopefully we find out what's going on with Sasha Banks soon and we get an official answer if she's with the WWE, if she's really going to be staying out and gone for the rest of the time for her contract. And the last thing we're going to talk about today, guys, my good friend, a friend of Brain Buster Radios and everything pro wrestling, the legend of wrestling interviews, Chris Van Vliet. Uh, he did an interview with Tony Khan. And he talked to him about everything going on with AEW's TV deal, uh, Tony's five-year plan for AEW, and staying off television. I don't want to take any of the thunder away from uh, Chris Van Vliet. So if you guys can get onto YouTube, type in Chris Van Vliet. He just uploaded this interview some point today, um, basically talking about why AEW is going to be a success, the TV deal, double or nothing, the five-year plan. I want you guys to go and check that out. Um, really tremendous stuff. We've got so many good things happening right now in pro wrestling. A lot to be excited about. I will be doing my best to keep bringing you guys the best content, especially when it comes to wrestling news. I hate talking about this stuff sometimes because it's all hearsay and Meltzer this and someone else that, and I don't like talking about that. A lot of times I'm actually just giving my opinion on the wrestling news. And with that being said, you always take that with a grain of salt because this stuff could be true, could not be true. I saw people arguing about um, something with Andrade and Charlotte getting married, and they got into it about, is Ric Flair racist? But then all of a sudden we find out that they're not getting married. So what was the point of that argument? Silly stuff like that, guys. Just keep that in mind when you're talking pro wrestling with friends and other people you don't know. This stuff could be true. It may, Maybe it's not. That's just how I feel about it, at least. Um, I want to give a shout out to my friends, everything college basketball, 
Josh, Peyton, and Tyler. These guys are doing tremendous work right now in the world of college basketball. If you guys are looking for the latest news on recruits, what teams are happening, um, possibly some way too early top 25 college basketball teams, give them a look right now. They're going to have plenty of content for the offseason, so make sure you subscribe to everything college basketball on your favorite podcast platform. And with that being said, guys, this is going to be a short show this week. I'm going to not keep you too long, but thank you for listening to Everything Pro Wrestling. We're out. Check out the links in the description. Peace.